Welcome back to the Coach's Journey podcast. Robbie here. Um, A couple of months ago, my friend and former client, Adam Hume, asked me if we could catch up because he was in the process of creating a new podcast, uh, which is now available in all good podcast places. Um, It's called Two Coach Confidence. We'll get back to that. Um, And he wanted to ask me what I'd learned from the first few months of the Coach's Journey podcast. I think I'd released about 10 episodes at the time we had the conversation, maybe 11 Um, And I asked Adam if we could record the conversation so that if it would be useful to other people, um, we could release it as an episode. And I knew that Adam probably wouldn't be the last person to ask me how I made my decisions about creating a podcast. And indeed he wasn't. And it's great to be able to share this episode now because this episode is the recording of that conversation. Um, You know, I was aware also as I was just um, reflecting before recording this intro that in some ways where the coach's journey as a whole comes from was me sharing what I'd learned about building a coaching business. And I'm always on the lookout. That's that's an article that you can find on thecoachesjourney.com and LinkedIn and elsewhere um, called uh, How I Became a Full-Time Coach Less Than Two Years After Starting My Training. Uh, And I'm always on the lookout for what is the thing that I do uniquely well. Uh, or I do that people really love, and I was just aware that maybe this episode could be would be a version of that a little bit. Me releasing just here's how I've thought about everything that I've done. Here's what I've learned. Um, so I hope you find it useful. In, it's structured around the brilliant set of questions that Adam brought to me about how I went about creating the Coach's Journey podcast, what I've learned, what I would advise other people to do. That includes how I structure the interviews and think about that and what I share with guests ahead of the conversations, loads of nitty-gritty detail. Um, You might need to kind of wind past that if you're not interested in it because there's a bit in the middle that's kind of pretty heavy on that, including stuff about RSS feeds and editing and hosting and gear and tech setup and and more stuff like that. Um, Obviously, I'm not an expert on that stuff and you can hear that as part of it, but I do try and give and share as much as I can. Uh, And we also hit my three must-dos if you are creating a podcast, which is a great question from Adam. Um, And plus you get to meet him, which is brilliant. Um, uh, And lucky you all. Um, He's a great coach, a dynamic entrepreneur. Um, Yeah, you can hear him talk a bit about confidence and why he and his co-host Kerry Hearsey have created Two Coach Confidence, which is the podcast that is now out there three or four episodes in. Um, Adam is just was just an absolute pleasure to coach for all the coaches listening. You know when you get one of those clients where they just take the little sparks of inspiration that come out of the work and run with them and, and create amazing, amazing things in their life. And he's now doing that both for himself and his family uh, and also, of course, for the lucky clients who get to work uh, work with him. Of course, I've only made a few podcast episodes. This is episode 13. I hope that at very least what I share in this episode, you know, I'm no expert on all these things and there are many other podcasters out there who have shared their ideas. Um, I hope that the episode, though, helps some people shortcut some research and also helps others feel empowered to get out there and make something cool. Um, My view is definitely not that the podcasting world is saturated. It might be that we're just getting into the kind of golden age of podcasting, really. It it might not. We might be coming to an end. But as I record this, Joe Rogan, who's one of the most um, famous podcasters, reports vary between, say, 150 million listens a month to 300 million listens a month. And just think about how enormous that is. That's the Joe Rogan experience. Um, He's just signed a massive deal with Spotify. And so things may change about podcasting generally and about the industry as a whole over the next few years. But 
You know, you can hear Adam a little bit in this conversation, and and I talk about my experience of it too, worrying, wondering if the content will support people. Um, But I just think the value of hearing conversations and the way that humans find conversations interesting means that if you have a podcast with a conversation with interesting people, almost always it'll be interesting to someone. We just may not know who yet when we start. And it's also worth sharing, you know, I, I think there's something special about podcasts and about audiobooks and, and those media. Um, and the fact that what's happened with the internet is we've got so much more access to this stuff. And I heard Jordan Peterson speaking about it a couple of times on, on his podcast. You can hear some of his 12 Rules for Life tour. He says some fascinating stuff, which is just really interesting thinking about how, you know, the amount of audio available, audiobooks, podcasts, there's a couple of things that might really you know that they do one is that they open up a lot of before dead time to learning so if you're driving you can listen to a podcast you can't read a book Um, if you're ironing you can if you're in the gym you can it just opens up that space that people didn't used to have and people love using that for listening Uh, and the other thing that he says which is absolutely fascinating to think about is um, written word requires a reading age you know of a certain level reading ability and it may be that the population has a much higher listening age than it does reading age. And so there's, for all those reasons and more, um, I really believe that there's still space for more podcasts to be made. So if you've got a cool idea, definitely get on um, and make it. It's worth saying that there's loads of stuff in the show notes, including my tech setup and the information for guests document that I mentioned. Um you can also hear when I talk about hosting and stuff like that, you know, really tech savvy people will know loads more about this than me. Um, for people who haven't dived into this yet, but want to, of course, there are workarounds for all situations. I host my website, The Coach's Journey on Squarespace. You can hear about that. But if you have already got a website on WordPress, there's loads of ways to upload your podcast to different places and then plug it into WordPress. Um, but my experience with Squarespace is great. They have a bunch of help pages and guides which were really useful for setting up all this kind of stuff. Um, they're not sponsoring this podcast. Um, <laughs> that's how I first heard about them. They used to sponsor loads of podcasts. Um, but it's worth saying there is almost always a 10% off um, voucher for Squarespace available. I'll post a link to one in the show notes um, because if you do want to host your, your podcast there, it's pretty easy. Um, and their web website building stuff is how I built my websites too. Um, what else? I couldn't remember what the other hosting thing that I'd heard of that my sister and, and some other people use. Anchor FM is the one. Um, I'm also not sure I quite get the amount of time it takes me to edit and create the content for podcasts right. Um, I can't remember what I say in the episode. You know, this one has taken me probably, probably started about 11 today. It's about 20 to 4. I had about an hour off for lunch, so that makes it kind of... Um, three and a half hours maybe, including creating the, the the page on my website. And it's worth saying for the editing, I am quite down on it in this um, <laughs> in this episode. I actually had a lot of fun editing this one. It's, it's great to listen back um, and all that kind of thing. So I really hope you enjoy this. You'll hear me uh, making Adam late for him and his kids' uh, exercise of the day because it was recorded while, of course, while everyone is in lockdown during coronavirus. Um, you also hear me, it's great, forcing Adam, essentially guilt-tripping him into inviting me onto his podcast. 
Um, as I say in it, I've been invited onto a bunch of podcasts by people and then despite nudging by me, none of them have ever followed through on this. Although I did pick myself recently and appear on the Quarantine Phone Calls podcast. Um, I get Adam to invite me onto to Coach Confidence, but just to say he has yet to follow through on that promise. So, you know, by all means, go and enjoy the Two Coach Confidence podcast, but definitely lobby Adam and Kerry for the important time when they interview uh, me. (laughs) Of course, I'm only joking. Um, If you've got any questions about hosting podcasts and creating them, like comment wherever you're reading this, send me an email to hello at robbyswalecoaching.com and I can add some extra stuff in the show notes or, um, you know, save it for another episode another time and this is a really long intro but i wanted to catch a lot of these things and 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 mention them but uh now just on with what is a really great um uh conversation between me and adam uh episode 13 of the coach's journey podcast hey adam um and hey anyone who may one day be listening um, so the story behind this call is that um, Adam is an old client of mine and was a member of the Coach's Journey group program. And he messaged me a few weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago saying, because he's in the process of setting up a new podcast and asked if we could jump on a call and I could answer some questions. And for some reason I thought, well, instead of that, why don't we just, why don't we record it in case it's a great podcast episode that I can put out one day? Just because, uh, partly because I think it's a it's really good to share this stuff so that we don't have to all learn everything from scratch. Um, and also because it'll be interesting to just capture uh, where I am with my thinking about the podcast at the moment. And also because Adam is a great coach and will ask me some great questions. And also because no one ever invites me onto their podcasts. And so I have to get people to interview me on potentially on my podcast. Um, but so Adam, I don't know if you want to, for me, it'd be quite useful before we dive in. I know you've got some great questions. A little bit about um, the podcast you're setting up and where you are with it, so that I can. And I should also say, like, I've recorded like eleven episodes of a podcast, and I've got no idea if it's doing what I wanted to do and all that kind of thing. So it definitely still feels like early days, and I'm not sure that I'll have awesomely great uh, answers to your questions. But let's let's play. That's probably what oh, no, this is. No. This is probably what every guest of every podcast ever thinks in their mind. I, yeah, so why did I choose you, Robbie? It's because I've listened to every episode of um, the podcast that you've done to date and been absolutely blown away by what you've produced. So, oh. yeah, um, that that was my reason. I could have picked up the phone to a number of people that I know have done podcasts recently, and um, I didn't. I chose you because of the quality of content and the people that you have worked with. So, yeah, doing yourself an injustice big time. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've slightly different for me. I'm actually going to be working with um, another coach, um, high-level or previous high-level sports athlete um, in the hockey world, um, has played um, national hockey for, for England when, when she was younger. And our, our paths have crossed by this organisation called Mums in Business, which you know I've, um, I support quite heavily. And Kerry and I just struck up a relationship and, and started talking about the, the people that we work with, the work that we do, and one common thread that we both feel as though we work on quite regularly is this topic of confidence. Um, where does it come from? What is it? Um, does Where does it show up in your life? How does it show up? How do you get more of it? Um, and 
that that kind of general theme of people oftentimes they bring as as you know uh robbie they bring something to the table and what we've both found kerry and i is that that there seems to always be somewhere in the relationship of the work that we do something around confidence so we thought hey like how can we support the um how can we support that community of people um yeah of course we can do work with people and that's what we do but how could we um, create something that might be able to answer some questions for people so that they don't feel as though it's just me because oftentimes the client that's sat in front of me is it's just me that's feeling like this um and it's i find it a really fascinating topic um when you really start to think about it like what is it where does it come from is it situational um and and all these kind of fascinating questions so that's uh, just a little bit of uh, background about how Kerry and I have come to the conclusion. Actually, we'd like to create a, a podcast all around the theme of confidence. And we're both fairly fortunate with our networks. Um, so we've we've got an idea of some guests uh, of, of different varieties, Robbie. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate enough, um, Royal Marine Commando, for argument's sake, who's done a number of tours in Afghan. He's a confident guy, you, you think. Um, Kerry's got a number of high-level sports athletes that she's worked with one-on-one, teams, individuals, all those sorts of different dynamics around confidence. So we're fairly fortunate that we've got a network that we perceive at this moment in time that we can pull some strings on and that people would be willing to come and talk to us. Um, But neither of us have produced a podcast. And I was intrigued and... Um, very excited when you said you were doing one. Having done work with you last year for six months, I knew the quality and content and the speakers that you would, uh, the guests that you would have would be of a certain calibre and you've not let us down in any way, shape or form. So yeah, rabbited a bit there. I'll give you enough background ab- about how we've got to where we've got to and the topic that we've we've come to as well. Yeah, and so just so I can... Because there's already a, a really interesting difference in there. If there's going to be two of you, is it is the idea that it'll be two of you interviewing one guest? Yeah, at least initially. Yeah, nice. Okay, Which really interesting. A little bit different. It's it's there's a different dynamic there to have three people on the podcast instead of just your regular two, and we both bring something different from our backgrounds. So my background, as you know, nuclear operational background, and then more a strategic role in a corporate, um, and then. Um, Kerry's sports, very heavily sports background, Loughborough University type, um, actually playing high-level sports as an athlete herself. So the two is we've got quite a quite a broad spectrum of experiences together and our coaching as well. But the common thing that we found that's brought us together is this thing called confidence. Nice. Nice. And yeah, I don't know. There's something already interesting about that different format, isn't there? Because it's a bit magazine show because there's two of you who people will get to know and there's also a bit of interview so that'll be really interesting but yeah look adam how can i help what what are you interested in i am just for if you are watching this i did send robbie like a list like this (laughs) i thought if i'm going to ask i may as well ask um so i guess the first out the gates would be a, a more kind of classic question which would be like knowing what you know now what would you do differently Hmm. 
I mean, look, there's a part of me that says the nothing really. Like it's been fine. It's been good. Um, my attitude for things generally, which you probably know about me, is to do the minimum, is to do the 80-20 on everything, right? So I haven't done too much stuff in this that has felt unnecessary. One thing I think at one point, which was wearing me down, was I did a, what I think is a really sensible thing. So by the way, I should say a load of, I, I like Tim Ferriss. Uh, you can probably tell that by the fact that my podcasts are also meandering two-hour monstrosities with, um, <laughs> with unexpected changes of topic at uh, unexpected moments. Um, but I really like him. I, I like the way he analyzes the world. And, so, and he, he has done some great work to, to write about how to make a podcast and speak about that and that kind of thing. So I did one of the things I think I originally heard from him, but I've used before. I basically decided that I couldn't just record one initially because then I'd probably quit um, because it would feel uncomfortable and uh, vulnerable. (laughs) Uh, So I recorded, I aimed to record five, but I I actually recorded seven before the first one came out. Okay. Now that was great because it meant I had this whole set of content, which I then got to release and I started from fortnightly. The downside of it was that I did all the conversations up front, and right, I'm a professional conversationalist, so that is the bit that is the the most fun part of it. Yeah. And then what I had then, so I had like seven conversations of mixed fun and ease because you're learning it, and it's not the same as coaching, although it's similar. Um, and then I had to edit seven, and the editing was less is less fun. It's not mm. not fun for me. But it is the way that I do it is time consuming and well, not time consuming, but it's one of your other questions. Great questions. What's the most time consuming bit, I think. And for me, for me, that that has been it. Now I can talk a bit about what I do when I'm editing them because it isn't the aim is to be minimal. Um, but I think there was a kind of slightly tiring energy from having no conversations and only the mechanical sharing of conversations, the editing and the marketing. Like, so don't have so much. I wouldn't have had so much just recording, just releasing. It's like overlap them a little bit somehow. Um, The possible thing that I would have done, which is an interesting one for you to think about, is I don't really outsource any of my work as a business person. Um, now it's possible that at some point I will want to do that, but I have regularly thought about it with my coaching and decided not to for all kinds of reasons, which are all good reasons. Now outsourcing a chunk of a podcast is an obvious thing that could be outsourced, right? You could outsource everything from the recording onwards quite easily with after, a, after you've done it a couple of episodes, minimal supervision for somebody who is competent and or is interested in what you're doing. There's a problem with starting, not doing that. Um, if you're someone like me who likes to do the writing, like, quite likes the copywriting, who likes the being in, having the creative control over their work, then once you've started editing and you've started um, copywriting, it's a bigger thing to then give that away. Yeah. Um, it, it's not necessarily the wrong thing to do because it might be exactly right for me to set the tone of what they sound like and what the marketing of the website looks like and reads like, and then mm. give it to somebody else at some point in the future. But it would be something to think about. Do you just want to, at this stage, 
mm. have someone who you know you could you could do it anything from Fiverr, where you get some super swish Czech teenager to do it for you. Like I, I don't know if they exist, but they might for a relatively affordable amount of money, um, or not. And I think that's that's something that I might have done differently. Nice. So let me just get this right, Robbie. So I've got it. You identified seven people. You did all the recordings pretty much over a period of time. And then you had a bulk of seven recordings that you then went to work on. Yeah. And I think it's, I think generally it's quite a good idea to chunk the recording and a bit. Um, yeah. But I just think at the start with the project, what you've got to think about is if you want to keep it going or I, I, what I think I need to think about is if I want to keep a project going, it, ha- it can't be draining me of energy too much. Yeah. Uh, actually there was a bit of a risk. It coincided with some other stuff in life as well, which, so it's hard to separate all that, but there's a risk that by recording loads up front and then only having the, the, uh, the more mechanical bits, I would have run out of energy and gone, I can't do this forever. Whereas I suspect that recording in a more manageable way, you know, which in the long term, if I kept a fortnightly pattern, you know, it means recording two a month, right? Which yeah. is, and then editing two a month. And that's not the same as trying to edit three in a month or you get the conversations and the energy from that and the fun from that as well as, as the other bits. Um, what else might I have done differently? I think other stuff will come up as we as we go yeah. into the other question. So let's let's see what else happens and yeah. come back I to that one at the end, maybe. You kind of answered the next one, which is what's the most time consuming aspect? And for you that's been the the editing. So let me tell you a tiny bit about what the actual editing I do, because it's minimum. It's minimal. And I probably could. Here's another thing you could do differently. Don't do any editing. Mm. Um so I decided to do a minimal edit of every episode, which essentially means I listen through it once. I clear up the background and a few yeses and mms and me laughing quietly to myself. So you can't like, it's so funny. I did it a bit a minute ago. Like laugh so quietly because you know you're trying to stay quiet, but it's loud enough that people can hear it on the recording, but not so loud as to be an actual laugh. Um, so you're going to take them out yeah. and the whole th- clean the whole thing up a little bit. Um, and that takes surprisingly longer than you would think it would take. Um, so I, it probably takes, if it was a, if it was a 90 minute call, it's probably another three hours of work that I spend. Not always, right? Cause it depends what you're doing, but yeah. by the time you've put it, you've done the little bit of work to put it, put the music in the right place, uh, gone through it, cleaned up those bit of sound, bits of sound, occasionally stuff needs cutting or editing if people's internet um cuts out in the middle or um something like that now the reason that what i also do when i'm doing that so this may also be why it takes a while is that i also pull out all the things that need linking to yes so i provide now here's a thing you might want to just not do Mm -hmm. uh for every episode again, borrowed from Ferris, but he's almost certainly outsourced this to India. Um, He has a list of all the links to all the important stuff that's been spoken about. Now, I think that is super useful, but I don't use it that much when I'm listening to other people's podcasts. So it may be that I'm just doing work that no one needs or is interested in. Um, So I pull that out. And then the the thing that actually is useful when I'm doing it is I capture much better on a second listen 
the, the points of interest, like the really good bits. And that's then what goes into the audio intro that I do, which is the last thing I do. And then the copy, the marketing copy, the, the website content and that kind of thing. So unless you're giving all that away, there's some re-listen of the episode and note-taking that needs to happen anyway. Yeah. And I quite like that. Like, I don't like the idea that I would have one of these conversations and then essentially never listen to it again. Yeah. It feels nice to do another listen and a reflect and all that kind of thing and absorb it a little bit more. But, but that is all between it quite time consuming. Like my intuition is that the whole thing for an episode of my podcast, probably I could do in a day. Yeah. So if I recorded at 10, let's say a two hour call, then had lunch and then between one and six, I could probably just about edit it, write the copy and release it. Um, the other thing that goes in there, so decisions to be made, I decided to essentially split my brand around this podcast. Yes. Right? There's a new website. There's a separate mailing list. So that's a decision. I decided to have a mailing list, which I could, which I will, which I send an email to each time a podcast episode comes out. Mm. I can talk about why I thought that was use. That would, might be an interesting thing to do. Mm. Um, but in short, it's because uh, it, you know, the coach's journey as a business separate to my, which is which is essentially now my work with coaches separate to my work with non-coaches like it might be really useful for me like in the end i'm sharing too much content for coaches with non-coaches yeah if i keep creating content for coaches if that makes sense and so it felt that's why i did it you may not have that same thing mm. and it is just an extra piece of work it doesn't take massive amount of time but every 20 minute piece of work that you add in around something like this it makes that time consuming bit, which I call marketing or whatever, yeah. that a bit longer. Fabulous. So, <laughs> what like, are you thinking then? Like just um, a couple of techie bits, really. Yeah. Which I was going to leave to the end because they, they, they seemed more tactical, but actually now we're talking about editing. What do you actually use? Like, can you talk me through? the process because i'm pretty sure you do it on zoom because yep. i've seen some of those episodes but then what what do you use in terms of do you use any specific microphones or what do you actually use to edit the the call with so i guess just the, the general techie stuff um robbie that's that's really useful yeah so again most borrowed from lots of stuff borrowed from ferris so i decided i i I felt massively relieved about the whole about making a podcast when I read that Ferris Tim Ferris had done his first ten or twenty on Skype. I was like, "Oh, thank God! Yes. I can just do that. I don't have to go and meet people or work out how the hell to do that." And I know that Zoom records, so it's all good. And Zoom is much better for recording than a Skype recorder attached to Skype is. So, so I'm actually in a better position than Tim was when he was starting that thing. So I decided to do that because it just saved me. It's like, how do I save myself some effort and some worry? Um, and some stress and do it on zoom and now there are downsides to that because you've got to rely on other people's internet um yeah. and other people's tech set up a bit more than mm -hmm. you would if you were going to meet people and then you could take everything you need and know that it would be good mm. and um the first episode i recorded like 
woman who works online all the time, never has any internet problems. Internet drops out like 16 times across the, across the <laughs> thing. So I had to learn how to edit. It was a shame that that was the first thing I had to do. Yeah. But it, it, it both relieved me from a point of view of being a podcast, now a podcast editor, and terrified me as a consumer of audio content, how easy it was to edit stuff together. There was one bit where I essentially edited myself together mid-joke. Nice. And basically, I doubt people noticed unless I told them. And I did that. Yeah. That was the first thing that I ever, essentially the first thing that I ever edited. And I had to do it because it was a half-decent joke. It wasn't really a good joke. Um, but it was a half-decent joke. And her internet cut out just after it, I think. And so, but, so I tried to recreate the joke, but it didn't work putting it together. I hadn't managed to do it. So I had to edit mid-sentence. Um, and you can do it, which, which is worrying if we think about what we take as being true. Mm. Um, anyway, so I record on Zoom. Um, one of the things I learned, there's a, there's a good, there is a good couple of Tim Ferriss posts, articles about it, about his setup and tips, which yeah. are worth checking out. One of the things was a video there from another guy, which is really good about how to do it. And so on Zoom, what's really nice is you can split the audio so if you're oh. going to do some audio editing, it's really good. And Zoom can do this. You just change the setting to have a separate audio file for each of us. Because right. then if I, if I like, if there's a, like a, a bang in the background here, or I realize I've left my washing machine on or something, yeah. I can fade myself down right. while you're speaking without there being a disruption. Whereas if you only have one audio file, you can only fade the whole thing up. Everybody. Um, yeah. Now, a way to... F- force yourself to not be able to do much editing would be not record separate audio files. Yeah. So like, I'm not sure that that is if you, but if you want to make it sound a bit more professional, Mm. um, it's having the separate audio files to enable you to, or like when I take a drink of water while you're talking, instead of having a gulp, because I happen to be another thing, just edit out the gulp. Um, I did buy some tech kit. I bought this microphone. Yeah. Uh, which I think is actually the one that Fer- Tim recommends in that in there's a, a page. Now I you, you could buy a different one. I then found out uh, my friend Joel, who was a, a guest on the podcast as well. He has a podcast, and he told me afterwards. I asked him, but he didn't reply to my email so, in time, so I bought this one. But he had us a slightly different one, and his sounds great too. So I think probably any. I think this one costs about eighty quid. So I think so, and I think spending, you know, I think his one when I looked it up cost about sixty. So he cost me twenty quid by not replying to my email. But um, spending sixty to a hundred quid on a mic, yeah, is worth it. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I checked it against that other headset that I you'll recognise from the calls that we did, it's like only when I re- heard them next to each other, or my I, I had a test call with my sister and she was like, oh wow, that oh. what this one is way better than the other one. Like it just sounds a bit less robotic was her words. <laughs> um, nice. So I would say do that. I use audacity to edit, which is a free audio editing software. Yeah. My understanding is if you've, if you've got an, a Mac or someone has, yeah. then garage band is just as good or better than audacity. And so that's good enough. Definitely. Super. Um, and the guy whose video, um, which I'll try and find and send to you, whose video I watched, he gives quite a detailed tips on GarageBand specifically. So I yeah. got my sister. So my sister is a DJ. So she's not an expert on this stuff for, for this kind of thing, but she knows more about it than me. So she came over and we played with Audacity together. Um, 
you wouldn't need to do that. You could just watch this guy and he shows you how to do the things and some good setup stuff. But that video was really good for just meaning you don't you don't have to learn something later. Yeah. Um, like recording two audio tracks, for instance. I only knew that because I, I watched this guy. You could do that, Robbie. So that's like exactly golden now. And I'm assuming it's fairly easy. I'll find it in the settings somewhere that's just... Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it is. And if you can't find it, I'll, let me know. We'll Google it. But And then he also suggested, you know, set up a template file with your intro or your out and your outro or your little bit of music and stuff in there so you can just drop the audio things in move them around a bit and and that's definitely a good tip um yeah and uh he also says which is great advice do a test call with someone now you and kerry can do this together right so get get everything ready then do one record it edit it all the way through so that you learn the like two or three things that are just really useful Mm. um and then so then my process is yeah is record it on zoom i usually do this is totally unnecessary i've done it a lot of times uh, the one time i didn't do it actually <laughs> i forgot to do it. i had to pause the recording once i realized part way through i was only recording one audio track and i was too in my head after realizing that to carry on with the interview so i stopped it so that it's like with a guy called barry and he was funny about it but um he so that was the only time I didn't do what I've done in every other one, which is test it. So record a little bit, switch the recording off, um, go offline, check that it's all there and sounds okay and come back is what I've done with almost every guest. I didn't do it with Barry. That was the only time I'd forgotten to switch the dual recording on because it was the first one after that first set, I think. Interesting. Um, yeah, then record it, then drop it in. And then, yeah, basically I go through and I, I've you just learn it a bit is I like learning these kind of things a bit. It's my kind of, I don't know what it is about me, but you know, develop, I developed then a set of things that I'm doing when I'm editing and things that I'm not doing. Mm. And that is like remove an annoying background noise, remove some, but not all of the yes and mm's from the listener, whoever that is. It's weird. Sometimes, sometimes you remove one and it just, the whole thing starts to sound weird. And it's really interesting to think about conversation dynamics like even though someone doesn't directly respond to you saying yeah if you take the yeah out they just sound a bit weird Mm. yeah and it can be either person um if there was tech stuff that needed editing out so if someone's audio goes really weird at one point or something like that i i took it out on the audio version although i've also for those where the video wasn't enormously interrupted i've also put the video out essentially un essentially as well exactly as was yeah, and that means in some of them there's like jerky bits where it cuts for five seconds or something. Um, and I think that is basically the tech stuff. Oh, and then the other thing to say about tech or backend things is I made that website on Squarespace hmm. and Square the Coach's Journey website, and Squarespace has good podcast integration in it. Okay. So there are other ways you can do it, but essentially on Squarespace, you can set it up quite easily. Uh, the way that podcasts work, <laughs> who knew, is you get what's called an RSS feed. Yeah. And then you take that and you go to iTunes and you follow some instructions and you go to Spotify and you follow some instructions and you go to some other places and you follow some instructions and you essentially give them that RSS feed, which is a URL. And then whenever you post a new thing to that RSS feed, it appears 
on iTunes and Spotify and Google Podcasts and all that stuff. And the RSS feed comes from the... It comes from wherever you're hosting your podcast. Okay. In my case, on Squarespace. Now, you can't... There are If you Google it, you'll find there are some famous ones, other big ones that I don't know, um, which would also do the same thing. Uh, because I knew I wanted to create an, a new website for the podcast and now the group program anyway, it made sense to host it there. If I was doing what you're doing, I might not want a whole other website. Yeah. I might just want the podcast to appear on iTunes and Spotify yes. and Google and not be bothered about it appearing anywhere else. In which case, there will be somewhere else you could host it. I've forgotten what they're called. Um, where no, you would get that. Don't need your RSS feed. It's got to be hosted somewhere. Yes, exactly. Now, one of the interesting things to think about is, um, do you want, because a lot of people don't have this. So because I'm on Squarespace, there's a page for each podcast episode, which is therefore what I link to, right? Whenever I'm linking to the podcast. I don't know what happens. Like, depending on where you host your podcast, you will or will not have that. Yeah. And if you want to have that anyway, you kind of might as well have it hosted somewhere. So you only put it in. So Squarespace I like, because I wanted a page. Yeah. Basically, I think I did, just because I like it, it felt like when I thought about it, having somewhere to point everything, which people could then go from there to Spotify or iTunes or whatever, mm. felt useful. And it's good for the website to kind of feel like stuff's going on there. Then it makes sense to host it somewhere where you just create that page Nuts. And Spotify and everything gets the stuff from there. Mm. You, you know, if you, oh God, I can't remember the name of one. There's one that some people I know use. Whatever that, whatever those other hosting places are, it might be that if you use them, they will have a page for the episode, but it might not look on brand with everything else and that kind of thing. But that's a kind of decision that you just. Yeah, we've got an interesting dynamic because we've both got different websites. So it could be, it, it could be nice to have one place that we send people from both of our websites yeah exactly and so that's what happens with my website now yeah, what you used to, kind of go off to the yeah what used to be a link to a page on my website for the coach's journey you now click that and you get the coach's journey.com yeah yeah um there's some great learning there for me in terms of i didn't realize and that's exactly why i, I, I wanted to have this call that you, you you effectively host it somewhere yeah okay that yeah, makes, exactly. makes sense now. <laughs> it's, it's way, imagine it's way better than that than if you had to upload it to iTunes and then upload it to Google Podcasts and then upload it to Spotify and then upload it to all these other little ones. Yeah. So a lot of the smaller ones, this is worth saying actually. So I found a website which said like iTunes has you know, X percent share of the podcast market or Apple Podcasts is now called. Google Podcasts has this. I listen to podcasts on Spotify because I don't have an iPhone and because the function, the podcast functionality on Spotify is amazing. Like you can get, you can go to a whole London underground journey on it without it jerking or cutting you off because it buffers so much, I guess. So I wanted to put it on there, but then there are everyone, lots of people who don't, some people don't use any of those apps and there are all these other podcast apps. Yeah. Now a lot of them, look at iTunes, I think, and get the data from there is at least what I read. But there were a couple that I had to add things onto, but you don't want to have to be doing that every time, right? Yeah, no. You want to just put it somewhere and they all read it, and that's how it works, which is great. And then you just need to have a little think about whether you're going to host it on a site or 
on a kind of podcast specialist platform uh, you know there's various different places you can do it um my sister's podcast was on a different one uh somewhere else yeah but it's it's neat the squarespace one as far as i i mean i haven't used the other ones yeah but it, it it's not you know, there's a couple of things you have to copy paste, like the episode description. I have to paste it, copy it from my page into a different bit of Squarespace to make sure it ends up on iTunes and, and that kind of thing. But it's not a big deal, uh, really. And then ah, the last technical thing is, I don't, here's a funny thing. Listen to this and make of, it, make of it what you will. I don't know how much difference this makes, but on Tim's Guide to Podcasts, there's a cheap online thing that essentially does mastering for you okay so it matches the audio across the episode and make so that one bit isn't too much louder than another and that kind of thing and i run it through that um it's free if you do less than two hours a month um if you do more than that it costs like 10 quid a month or something to get nine hours so On a month like this one, I can use the free one. In when I had to do three of them in January, I paid ten quid or something, or fifteen quid. That felt to like I listened back to it and I couldn't get it to. I couldn't get a. I couldn't hear it for sure. It felt like it was probably better, and I trusted that uh, other people like Ferris's guide were probably right. And it yep. enabled me to not worry about needing to do extra stuff. It was like, okay, for 10 quid, I can be like 20% more confident that this sounds pro. Yeah. And people have said nice things about it, which I think is a mixture of the editing, my mic, and uh, that probably is what makes it sound good. And that's called that's called Orphonic, A-U, and then Phonic. Um, yeah, I decided to use that. And again, so... You then have to take what you get from there um, and then put it into, um, upload it onto Squarespace and then enter a few details like how long it is. And then you just post the square. I just post the Squarespace page and within sometimes minutes, sometimes an hour, it's up everywhere. And then I, at that point, send my message to my mailing list. Nice. Nice. So thank you. That's definitely answered the question around tech because uh, i've got down how we pull this podcast to itunes spotify you've answered that you've answered what software do we use um so just thinking about the guests what pre-prep if any do you provide to them i send them a like three page information for guests document okay so when I was inviting them, I said that, told them a little bit about the podcast. And obviously the first few guests got something slightly different to the next few guests, because by the time the next few guests came around, there was a podcast. Um, and that document has a bunch of stuff in it, including please, uh, you know, if you can be somewhere with reliable internet and have headphones so that there is an echo. Cause sometimes, so one of the things I noticed from early on when you're editing is this is weird. Zoom does some kind of thing where it noise cancels on beho- like live to stop there being too much echo. So let me see if I can think of an example. Let's say um, I'm talking and you say, or you laugh, or you go, oh, Robbie, you're so right, mid me saying something. If 
I can't remember which way around it is. One of us doesn't have headphones on. If I don't have headphones on, then when you say something, your sound comes out of my computer, Zoom hears it, dampens my sound. Right. And so if I then want to later edit your laughter out of it, I get this weird thing with my voice where my voice will go. Yeah. So advise people to wear headphones. They yeah. sometimes listen and sometimes I push them on it and sometimes I don't. Um, and ask people, I ask people at that stage, if you've got a mic that is better than your device's normal mic, yeah. use it. Um, try and put people's minds at rest a little bit about the whole thing uh, in that document. Um, tiny bit of chat about marketing and then ask them a few specific questions to help me with the interview. And I can talk about any or all of that. And I can send you the thing as well. Um, Cause it's there. Um, yeah. What's, what else is interesting about preparing the guests and that kind of thing? Um, so I put, you know, what would be an absolute must from your perspective in terms of supporting the guests to be the very best they can be during that, that interview? Yeah. I think the tech advice. Mm. Yeah. Um, and also a bit like, we probably talked about this about coaching before, but tech leadership as well. Like actually be ready to know, you be ready to know what you're going to do when their internet goes so yeah. that they're not then stressing out about it and probably prep them for that. It's like contracting, like coaching, right? It's like, Absolutely. just make sure that if their internet conks out or yours does, that that doesn't then throw them for the rest of the, of the interview. Not that that happened particularly, but that was just something I thought about quite a lot. Mm. So there were two ways that I did that. Now this is my style and you may or may not choose to do this. So one is my intention was always essentially to release as close to what happened in the conversation as possible with minimal editing. Cause that's my, my thing is kind of a bit messy and uh, not, you know, better out than never done, you know? Yeah. And, and so that fits perfect. That's on brand for, you know, my 12 minute blog and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I was able to say that and say, look, so that's the plan. So don't worry about when I laugh in a weird way or you say something stupid, we're just going to put it out. Yeah. And, and, doing that in advance with people in writing. And then when we got on the call before we said go, um, is, was one. And then another, and this, this is a tough one, but another was, I said, um, I gave them permission essentially to review, to say no later. Now this is tricky and I've changed slightly how I do it. So here's a thing I'd learn. I also now put a very heavy responsibility on the guest to think about what they, sh- what they essentially shouldn't be talking about on a podcast that could get anywhere. Yeah. That probably won't, right? You could say this at the start. It'll probably just be listened to by, by my mum and yours, but it's <laughs> possible that it'll end up in front of, it's, it's, it's going to be in the world forever, potentially. Yeah. So they need to think about that. Mm. You know, and take responsibility for it. Yeah. And I can also reassure them that, look, if something happens and you just suddenly realize afterwards you really shouldn't have said that, I can edit it and take it out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so it's worth thinking about that um, a little bit. Um, and then I also tell them we're going to start from 
your journey into coaching. That's what we'll do in the first part of the conversation. Mm. And I think that's a useful, and again, your format may be different, but that's a useful thing to do because it's something people know how to talk about and it enables people to get comfortable by telling their story. And they, most people are used to telling their story in some way. Yeah. And so it enables them to do that. Um, and did you, did you provide a, within that document, was there a, did you just ad hoc Robbie on the conversation or did you have something specific in mind, a set of questions that you religiously, even though it may not have come across on the podcast because it didn't feel like it did, but did you just like, we're going to talk about coaching and wherever that takes us is wherever it's going to take us. And that's yeah. where the magic will be basically. And, and that's, that's what I saw. That's what I listened to. Um, as I've listened to the coaches journey podcast is it felt very natural. There didn't seem to be a great deal of structure around it. Yeah. So both the answer is both. Um, I guess it's a bit like, you know, I, I guess I do treat it a bit like coaching. Yeah. Um, what can I say about that? So I did crowdsource some questions, including from you, I think. At least uh, some of the other guys in the group sent some questions in. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I was doing that just as we were finishing our work, I think. Um, and I then had a document. Wh- I did have a document which has all those questions that people like you, some other old clients, some friends sent to me, broken down. As, you know, what are the things you would like to hear other co- coaches talk about? And then broken down a bit by topic. So that exists. And then I didn't really think about it. Then I read that through before the first couple of interviews. And then I didn't really think about it. Yeah. And I still, you know, when I recorded one that I hadn't, hadn't recorded one for a while, I went back to that document, read it again a bit, tried to get a feel for what the people, what are people interested in. Yeah. Well, the brief that I gave them essentially was that there might be three acts to the podcast. And again, this is a lot of this is like me thinking about the podcasts I like and, and the Tim Ferriss show in particular, um, just because it felt like actually, if I just created the Tim Ferriss show, but just with coaches, that would be a really um, useful thing for the coaching industry to have. Mm. Um, and if I, and then because it's going to be me and not Tim Ferriss, it's going to be my thing. Um, and so the way I think about that is the first part of the interview is going to be talking to them about their journey. Yes. There's going to be a total free free zone in the middle where anything can happen. And if yep. we haven't got there, but often we have, the last bit is going to be like a lot of the questions that coaches wanted answered were real detailed, practical things. It's like, yeah. what does your engagement look like? What is your yeah. niche? Um, how much do you charge? And what are the th- what's the advice you would give to coaches who are just starting out or earlier in the path than you? And those are all great questions. And so if they haven't come in, the last bit, is me going to that at least in at least in some way and then i trusted that i'm going to interview a minimum seven people um over the those seven interviews aren't going to all be the same although every coach is not going to hit i didn't know this as articulately when i first started out and i stressed about it much more than i sound like i am now <laughs> but my where i am now is and this is what i say to you if you're going to interview 10 people you don't need to ask every question of everyone because yeah. you're going to end up asking every question of someone yeah. And you're going to end up covering everything with someone. And, and so you can kind of relax around. Yeah, I like that. That bit. Um, and, and other than that, the other thing is, um, 
and this is probably one of the bits of advice that I would give is I now I had a I had a I mean this is a confidence question right uh, this is a confidence thing so you know it's the the, the Litvinism confidence is a result not a requirement right so I knew intellectually that I would get better at interviewing people as time went on yeah now I know that like in an embodied way because I have done interviewing people and got better at it and so the advice would be accept that accept yeah. that the first ones you know you will get into a rhythm especially the two of you I would have thought that that balance will evolve in a really nice way but it will have to evolve to a certain yeah, extent it's going to be a bit bumpy Robbie definitely is and one of us might oh I've got this great question and and then by the time it gets there Adam's banging on and it's gone yeah yeah um so yeah um yeah I've got that same oh, I've never done this before I can talk to people all day long but there's a difference there this is to share learning it's to help people with a particular topic area it's not just about um talking as such I want to make sure that the the delivery of the the actual content supports people's understanding of a, a, a fairly well-known issue that lots of people struggle with in various different areas of their life so um yeah. And, and look on that you could do a load of work to work out what the right questions to ask would be but if you get 10 people one after the other and you ask them what confidence means to them you're yeah. going to get some great conversation out of that and and some interesting stuff for people who are interested it um it is genuinely surprising the number of people who have reached out saying it is just so no matter how how much i thought beforehand the reason i'm making this is because i'm pretty sure it'll be really useful to a lot of people you know the first time someone reaches out or each time someone reaches out and says this has been really useful it's like god that's kind of still a bit of a surprise um, <laughs> someone's yeah. listened to it absolutely and but it was just me having a conversation with someone that i already know about coaching which i enjoy doing how can people have found that useful and yet they do that actually let me just hit that one I'm not sure this is the right way to go about it, but I, the people that I invited for the first round of interviews were people that I knew I would enjoy talking to. Mm. And I knew it wouldn't be stressful to talk to. And I knew they had interesting things to say. And the only one that I think might have, might have, you know, I could have invited people that I didn't know as well where getting them on would be more of a challenge and for all I knew, they might be less easy interviewees. Yeah. And that might be, for example, what I do next um, or at some point in the future. For me to start off, I wanted to set myself up to succeed. Yeah. One of the things is let's make something that I know will be useful, which is me talking to my current coach, the guy who ran the training that I did, Somewhat, you know, one of my favorite people I've met on on a group coaching program that I did, and that's the first three episodes. And you know, I knew those were going to be interesting conversations. Um, and so, there's good and bad things about that. Uh, but and and there's been good and bad things. There's interesting things about the selection of guests is an interesting thing, and we could talk a bit more about that now. Um, I, yeah, sorry, also, Adam, I'm aware of time. I, I've got time, but I just want to check if, you, if you've got time, if you yeah. need to move on. So, yeah, I've, I've got, we've got 
like another 10 minutes probably easy i'm yeah. fine <laughs> yeah and we should say if we do end up using this for anything this is because you're on lockdown and you've got two boys somewhere else in the house i imagine who yes. need. and it's just about it's coming up to our allowed out for exercise once a day time nice don't want to miss that so having a seven and four year old who are chomping at the bit to get outside um yeah we're, we're all right they'll be fine they'll be absolutely fine so um, what's what's yeah. useful then adam um before we finish um there's I think there's two things you were just about to tell me about guests and picking guests. That is definitely on the list that I have, um, I sent over just in terms of your experience. I think you've, you've articulated beautifully setting yourself up to succeed with the first few with people you're very comfortable with, you know, will have really interesting things to say around the topic area. Um, so yeah, what else around guests is worth Carrie and I considering? People will say no. Like surprising people might say no. Is is one of the things I I discovered. There's a couple of people that I had in my first kind of set of invites. And I, I just imagined that people would say yes because they knew me so well all of these people really and and yet it's not just about of course it's not just about the podcast it's about what people have got going on in their life it's about you know how they want to run their business it's about suspicion of podcasts i don't know what i you know i don't really know i'd not i'd not i'd not considered that Robbie. i'm like well if, if you invite a guest on a podcast of course they're going to want to talk well, it, but, but not not everyone is a show off like like you and i adam that's the problem um <laughs> You know, it's like, but it did make me think. It's like, oh, okay, and there's a load of reasons why people might do that. And sorry, you know, it's like some of the people that said no, uh, that have said no to coming on, have said it for reasons that I completely understand. And some have said it for reasons I don't quite understand. But even they probably have got, they're probably really good reasons for them. But it was just a bit of a, it was kind of a bit of a surprise to me. And like any no you get um, as a human, you have to deal with your personal reaction to that no. Um, yeah. So expecting a few people to say no. Um, a thing I've learned more recently is a guest that I'd love to have on. I don't know if it'll actually happen. Um, who was recommended by another guest um, and pushed back really hard on the time that I was asking of them. Okay. So they were like, well, their PA was like, I can do 25 minutes. She can do 25 minutes. And I was like, that's not my, that's not this thing. Yeah. Like, no. I mean, like, I, we, if you can get 75 minutes so that we can make sure we get 60 minutes of conversation that we can use, then I'm up for that. But if not, then that's fine. And that's perfect. And I understand that people are really busy and have a lot on. So, yeah. But I would think, depending on, particularly when you reach out beyond those people that you know, if you, you know, when you reach out beyond those people that you know believe in you in the way that, for instance, those most of those first few guests did in me, who were just like, oh, this is a super cool idea. I definitely want to be on. I, I'd love to have a two-hour conversation with you. One of the guests was like, oh, brilliant. I'm basically coming here to get free coaching. This is going to be ace. Um, you know, it's like those people will probably say yes and make the time. Um, and the people who are, you know, more successful in their businesses than me who are in those notably more successful or further on in the journey are people who for different reasons really buy into me mm -hmm. and so they were generous with their time at that point yeah 
thinking about what the minimum you ask of guests is is probably interesting yeah um so for instance in the in the document there's also some questions i asked them i say i'd really like to be able to talk about these things like how much you charge how financially successful your business is that kind of thing yeah but i'm giving in that case i give them permission to say no to that yeah because not everyone money is a tricky thing to talk about right especially personal finance and that's why i want to make that's why i want to make a strong request yeah talk about it but for me that isn't a um requirement for coming on the show yeah committing to having an open frank conversation knowing that it'll be shared and giving the time so that we can get at least i discovered with this one guest at least 60 minutes that that was the lowest i was willing to go were my requirements and so it's worth thinking about that and yeah. ma- but make the ask that you want yeah so i asked for two and a half hours yeah because that enables us to have time for the tech to go wrong time to say hi at the start time to say bye at the end yeah um, and time to go for to get a conversation that lasts between 60 and 120 minutes which is what i decided was what i wanted to make because that's what i like to listen to yeah anything else about guests no, I don't think so. That's, I think, what you've already shared across the last, what, 45 minutes nearly, um, has been exactly what I would have expected it to be. Yeah. And more. There's so much in there. Um, and I'm glad we've recorded it because I'm going to ask you for the recording because oh, definitely, definitely. It's, there's so many little bits and pieces in there that not just the software and the techie stuff, but asking permission, contracting, um, the time period, what's the minimum you would be willing to work with someone, accepting no's. Um, yeah, there's a couple of things that have just come into the, mind that I just think are worth actually pulling yeah. out. So one is, because you asked me a great question, you put a great question on that list, which I can't remember, like it was another, it was like, what are the must-dos if we're going yeah. to make this as good as we can. So what would the, be your top three must do's to ensure that the podcast could be the very best we could create? Yeah, I think we've talked about two of those. So one is trust that you, it will improve and you will improve. Yeah. One is do that minimum check. So get some music that sounds good, minimum tech, get some music that sounds good, record to audio channels, spend 150 quid or whatever on a mic and, and whatever else it is that you need. And then the third one is, I think to make it the best podcast you can, you have to start from believing that making it is the end in itself and you have to hold that. And whenever you get annoyed, whenever I get annoyed (laughs) uh, and frustrated with things about it, if you, if I remember that I think it is a worthwhile thing to have created, that's useful. And the example of that, for example, is, one of the things you could think about with guests, which I refuse to do because I refuse to be this cynical, but it's not necessarily that sensible, is pick people based on their marketing reach. Yeah. So, for example, I made a call to not do that. Now, that means that, you know, we'd have to ask the guests. Some of yeah. them I've seen them sharing and talking about it. Yeah. But it happens to be that if you think about those first five guests, let's say, I don't know that our oh, minor does, I think, but I don't know if the other four have even a mailing list that they could send something like this to. And I don't even know if guests shared it with their friends on Facebook. Yeah. So at one point I got really frustrated with that. I'm like, all I'm doing is giving a platform to these people 
who are then get hearing from my people. Like, so my people I know who I'm connected to, I'm giving a platform yeah. to these guests to. And what am I getting in return? Yeah. And that's not that useful a mindset to have. Um, no. I don't think. No, I'm, I'm not sure. You can tell I'm not sure about that. <laughs> but, I'm, I'm, um, I'm you there, Robbie. I'm blessed. I think I believe in just creating the thing for the sake of creating it, if it's the right thing to be created. That, that's where Kerry and I are. We've, we've got a, a, a combined desire to try and support people around this topic that keeps coming up for both of us in the work that we do and that we support people with. Um, and if we can, if we can help with that on a, on a larger scale, then why would we not? If we, if we can, then let's do it for the sake of a couple of hundred quid for some tech and some, some time that we can both invest in it. And we've as I say we've got a great network between us, then why not? Let's, let's try and, let's try and do that and and also just remember that we you know you can create podcasting is still a new uh medium although there's a lot of them out there um you know one of the things i realized is ah but i'm not too late to the table now at first i thought i was and i was like nope it's fine there's loads of space for more podcasts but the other thing is you can make up how it works if i like i'm i'm probably gonna slow down how often they come out yeah now um, for a while. And partly that's because I lost an interview because someone had to cancel because of coronavirus. Um, so otherwise there would have been a good one to come out um, in uh, April. But I'm probably going to slow them down. Or I might say season one is over and season two starts in the summer. Um, and you know, Robbie, that's from the work that we did together. That, for me, and the work that we did is something that I hold still to this day is that we have a choice on how we want to do these things. There's no hard and fast, bring one a month out for however long. We could be bi-monthly, we could go every month, we could do one a week. You know, we, it, it's that that whole piece for me is is some of the biggest learning that I took from the work that, that we did and the way we create it, what we create, how we create it is all within our gift. Yeah. And that's a, that's a great place to be operating from. Yeah, and you should definitely bring that into this because, you know, who knows what the successful format of the podcast is, if it's this one or the third podcast you or I make. And, you know, I'm playing a bit with format at the moment. I've done one, which is just me. This might be a podcast episode. I just recorded the second one with Katie last week, or yesterday rather, about coaching during coronavirus. It's like they're different. They're not the same thing. And who knows if actually what people want is just me rattling on about coaching for two hours every month. And I could do that. And that'd be actually easier than interviewing people or, or who knows. Right. Yeah. Um, so you can definitely play with all that stuff. And I think that, you know, I, you know, that's how I operate, but it's like, make something, see what happens. If you want to make some more of it, make some more of it. And that's yeah. it. Um, the last thing I should have said earlier is, um, and then let's do one. Um, yeah. I do a fake beginning and a fake end. Yeah. <laughs> right for the podcast so it's like the podcast doesn't start when the call starts yeah 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 so, hi it's robbie welcome to episode yeah interviewing but, but also we've i'd record that separately so what i do is i then we get on the call we have a little chat with the guest um and then we have a bit of silence and then start the actual the actual uh, interview and then at the end which we can do now we do a fake goodbye and then we switch off the recording and then we do 
we can do a real good buy afterwards if we need to. Like, yeah, but, like, um, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's and, and the the editing lesson is always have some silence. That's the key. That's what I. That's the other thing to learn. Yeah, um, which is fine. But yeah, um, is there anything else you wanted to ask before we finish? No, Robbie, that has been everything and more um, to get Katie and I into a really, really great starting position. Um, and before we even get people on on court, like we've, I know you, you'd be able to share this recording with me. I can share this with Kerry. I've got a call with her tomorrow so we can watch it back together and really, you know, everything that you've been through, thank you for taking the time. That's an immense amount of learning in the space of, of an hour and I mean immense I know I'm just thinking through you know hosting didn't know about that RSS feeds we want to have uh, the was it Square Square Squarespace is where I host my website and Squarespace is a good cheap website thing anyway yeah incredible um just to have yeah to have you in my network to be able to call upon to say can you give me an hour of your time and share your experience with me and it's been invaluable yeah and and look if you when you remember the other questions you haven't asked let me know um, and do you have a name for the podcast yet? So, two two names that we've um, come up with, and then yeah, so names. I suppose yours was slightly easier because you already had the, the coach's journey. But um, I came up with <laughs> this. This might sound lame. So the, yeah, the caveat on this is it probably won't be this, but it might be. Um, was. Oh, you've caught me on the hop. What was it now? <laughs> you know, you've got me on the hop. <laughs> I came up with the first one and then Kerry sent me one back. Um, so Kerry's was two coach confidence. Nice. Two of us coach confidence. So I thought that I thought that was quite um quite clever. Um and then yeah, I I I I can't remember. Mine was around cracking the confidence code. Nice. That's cool as well. Yeah. yeah. Names are tough. I was like, I don't know. I still don't remember where this name came from really, but it was a while ago for the group program. So, and that's partly where the name idea for the podcast came from. I was like, that is a good name for a podcast. Yeah, uh, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, cool. But Adam, yeah, you need to go off and do your, do your thing. So it's been super Thank fun you. to talk to you and excited to listen to the podcast. Oh, Thank you. Much appreciated. And um, no doubt you'll be getting an email for uh, hey would you mind do you know like people people keep um saying that kind of thing to me and no one actually sends the email so there we go we'll do it now (laughs) got it robbie would you be on whatever the name is would you be on kerry and i's uh, podcast please that would be super fun i'd love to do that excellent yeah i'm loving it already you're committed now you're committed now that's it Brilliant. Oh, awesome. Cheers, Adam. So we can say fake goodbye now. Yeah, fake goodbye. Talking. Exactly. Fake goodbye. Yeah. But you have to say it like you mean it. And then the music will come in. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, yeah, cheers, Adam. Fake goodbye. Fake goodbye.